0: so I listened to these records on runs and then I like, you know, well, like, and like when dreams came on, I like really had to go. So like, I like ran inside. I tried to run inside to a place, but all the places were locked. And then I, I, you know, went and then (laughs) I, um, then there was like poop in my pants, like not just like a, not like a Hershey squirt or anything. Like kind of like a small insignificant, thing it was it was like the whole it was like a it was like diarrhea i don't know how else to put it but diarrhea <laughs> like a good amount of diarrhea and like not like and like so i like went into like the local bathroom and like i threw josh my did you away. ask for
1: details on this story because
0: <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> no i just feel like the audience should know
2: i mean um if you say that you poop your pants while listening to the song, you kind of have to get some context Yeah, yeah it. I yeah, guess like,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, like, I mean, I think that was a little too so much what context, the
1: people
0: want you know. <laughs> Let's start the episode!
2: <laughs> Click
1: Remember that record that you bought me Like two years ago Well I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet So I called you up Just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Why don't you come over and talk
0: about it? Hello. Welcome to I've Been Meaning, I've to, been meaning to Listen to, listen to, to That. that. Ezra is embarrassed to be the co-host <laughs> of the show. Sure.
1: I'm trying to find something, actually, so I'm a little distracted.
0: Your purpose in life?
1: I mean, that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's the side hustle. Hi, everybody, welcome <laughs> to...
1: I feel like that's my problem, is that it's been a side hustle all this time.
0: <laughs> Just like, it's like at the bottom of your to-do list, like, I'll get to that, like, and like, it's like, it's like 10pm, it's like, oh, I gotta go to sleep. Um, This is great banter, but we're not here to do great banter. We're here to introduce our guests and talk about great albums. So let's do that right now. Uh, So this is a person who I've known from church. (laughs) These are his credits. (laughs) (laughs) On Facebook.
1: Church. Tri- trial trial one two of this, of this episode. episode
0: trial and trial three of this episode
2: and don't forget trial three and a half just, just trial try. three and a half <laughs> yeah. and
0: the fourth trial that you're listening to right now it's joshua s chung so hi josh uh, it's very nice to have you on again um we're gonna talk about rumors. Yeah, <laughs> great. This is why we have you on to have like searing insight and like like that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so Josh, what is your? Let's just, let's just blow past this really fast. What is your? What are your preconceived notions on rumors by Fleetwood Mac, and why did you want to talk about it?
2: Yeah. Okay. So, um, actually, I didn't know much about Fleetwood Mac. I didn't know much about this album. I didn't know much about. Yeah, um, but I've heard. I, I think I heard some of the songs off of the album and didn't know where it was from. I actually got the idea for doing this album from Reddit. I was. It was like one of those threads. It's like, hey, like here's all the best albums that you like. You should listen to them like all the way through. And amongst them were like Dark Side of the Moon, which I've listened to now. But um, you know, I think you guys are Shout doing that in to a different episode. episode have, yeah. Shout out to the past. Yeah, and then. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, what else is on there? Some some other ones that I wasn't particularly interested, in, and then this one was like, uh, you know, I, I've heard, go- I've always heard good things about Fleetwood Mac, but I didn't, I didn't know first thing about them. So like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna listen to it, i want to check it out. But so other than that, I have like zero expectations of of uh, the band going into it.
1: Yeah, Fleetwood Mac is like a band that everybody knows exists, but nobody uh, really knows what songs they do. But, like the people who are like outside like, of their fandom um, and
0: stuff, and such.
1: Yeah, well, yes. Like, when I say nobody, nobody. I mean, like, the You're general a bunch of losers. <laughs> they don't have any fans. Them in a locker. Um, we
2: should probably say, like, nobody over, under the age of, like, 35, because... Okay, pre- fine.
0: Millennials. <laughs> the, the demographic's no millennials, mostly, like, it. divorced Very few dads millennials. We're like, I bought a new hat.
1: Millennials and under. Oh, uh, this is very
2: much the, the age of dad music, 100%, yeah. So,
0: okay, so that's, like, um... For me, really quickly, just like I knew nothing about them. I thought they were a country band um i thought I thought they when when Joshua said, "Hey, let's do Fleetwood Mac," I thought he was talking about Rascal Flats, and I was kind of expecting a more country like t- tinge. it is kind of country in a lot of ways, like there's country influences like a little bluegrassy elements in there, but it's not like strictly country um
1: well, yeah, this album is very bluesy um and I uh at the beginning of it um uh the first time that I listened to it I thought that it was going to be like a little bit more country style because of the way that it opens up I guess but
0: well you are wrong
1: very quickly prove you wrong yeah <laughs> and uh some of the songs are kind of in the um I don't know public sphere like uh don't stop and uh, like, uh, I only really know the other one. Like, I don't know. Yeah. mostly that one. But there were, but I remember that there were a couple of others that I had heard before. But that's one that's like actually like more used in things. And um, oh, go I, your yeah, own yeah, way. Yeah, that's I, the I, one that was I've in probably PM. seen
0: that in a movie or something. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so we've been listening to this record for about. I would say like, you know, on and off, you know, based on like when we were recording this. We're about, let's say, four months straight. Like four or five months straight. <laughs> and it's probably definitely gonna be in my like top. That's ones.
1: generous. Like
0: it's probably good. Gonna-
1: <laughs> that's not that's like uh I think it's been since like January, right?
0: <laughs> but like we did that surf episode around that time and then like we kinda changed it up. So oh, it's true. yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's been a while and like I yeah. <laughs> I would not be surprised if this is in my like top 100 most played list, you know, on the Spotify year year-end thing. Uh or like, Oh
1: yeah, Google thinks I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan because of the research that I did too. <laughs> so I always uh, get like targeted um articles about uh like Stevie Nicks and about um like just anything having to do with Fleetwood Mac which is ridiculous because of like the fact that I was only researching one album and it's uh, been like this long too and I still get that stuff
0: it's pretty messed up honestly like it's pretty messed up how like they uh, this is that's that's for our other podcast like we're we're sh- we're like terrified all the time with Andrew and Ezra. <laughs> like, um, I thought that was this podcast. <laughs> I'm a I'm a scared small baby <laughs> with uh, Andrew and Ezra. <laughs> like, um, uh, no. Uh, so, like, we've been listening to this record on and off for a while. Like, g- generally, how has this album been kind of sitting with you guys?
2: Um. Yeah. Well um shoot now I'm, on, now I'm on the spot um the the more i listened to it the more i liked it uh the more i like it the first time i listened to it through i kind of listened to the car and was like this is not what i was expecting at all it was kind of like started off really campy and then when, once i started digging uh once i once i also started doing a bunch of research started digging into it i was like okay you know what this is really cool. This, the, the music is growing on me and more, and more importantly, the songs are just so honest and heartfelt. And um, I, def, I definitely think that um, it's just with it. It's, it's very timely with a lot of stuff that's going on in my life. It's like, you know, the, these songs are about um, about like love and relationships and, and, and heartbreak and, 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 all the best and worst ways. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been really, really good. It's, it's that it's growing. It's, climbed from being like this something that i was just going to kind of listen to once to probably being one of um one of my favorite full-length end-to-end oh, albums um yeah like i mean not okay you know what i, I <laughs> not like top five or but you know definitely it's 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 just so well constructed from beginning to end it's it's I, I really learned to appreciate the whole thing yeah
0: yeah I, and i don't think it's Completely Stockholm syndrome of like, oh God, I have to listen to it. So like, <laughs> I have to enjoy it. I think it is, I think the more I've listened to it, the more I see its merits, the more I am able to appreciate the thematics, more I'm able to appreciate the instrumental flourishes, the harmonies, all of that stuff. That has been like really, really growing on me to the point where it's like, yeah, I, I like it more every every time. So, what what about you guys? Are like, what is your what is your what? How has this album been sitting with you, like generally? I
1: hate it. Well no, I'm, kid- <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I definitely agree with the general sentiment that like it uh, grows on you more and more. It uh, it very much uh, picking it back up again feels like uh, hello old friend, and like mm-hmm. now that I've had uh, time to kind of get past. First impressions of it and um, get past the basics, and like I know the songs a lot better. Um, I've kind of had the opportunity to like listen for things that I might not have heard before, um, like uh, little flourishes or um, just uh, things in the backing music that uh, I. Um, didn't realize were there before, and uh, I think that some of my opinions on some of these songs have changed. Like, uh, hmm. the um, the, the songbird, uh, was mm. one that I uh, wasn't as much of a fan bu- of before, and uh, like, I think that that's kind of grown on me for um, its just peacefulness in the midst of all this, like.
0: Uh, heavy it's bullshit uh, <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> bullshit of the album yeah
0: <laughs> no, no like you know, as annoying as it has been to re-record these episodes much as of a headache it's been, it also has been like an incredible gift to be able to like recontextualize this record in a like based on like new events in your life based on like yeah, like th- th- that's the way I feel about community. Is the older I get, the more I appreciate it the same I feel the same about calvin and Hobbes too like the of and that's the power of like an enduring piece of work mm. is like it grow it even though that stays the same as you get older like maybe you understand life a little better, maybe you experience something new in your life
1: yeah you have you bring like a different perspective to it,
0: yeah, and Which I think really, that
1: This is like giving us a unique opportunity um, too, because uh, the very like the nature of this podcast is that like all of the music um, is new to us or new to at least someone who is with us, Um, and so it's kind of nice to uh, be able to revisit something like all three of us like it's a just a weird experiment that's really mm-hmm. why th- we're re-recording this andrew lost sh- the file
2: <laughs> josh you should be
0: thanking us for <laughs> losing this file and dragging you into this
1: it's really an opportunity josh
0: yeah
2: oh i also oh the lessons i've learned is not apply <laughs> to my life now
0: <laughs> okay so let's get into like kind of basic like you know, we're not like, you know, an exi- an, ex- an encyclopedia podcast. We don't really go too deep into like the history and like the facts of the band. But like, the so the members of the band are Christine McPhee, John McPhee, uh Lindsey Buckingham, Stevie Nicks, and Mick Fleetwood. Those are the members I could think. Of. Uh, those are it, right? Like
1: That's it during this particular era of the band.
0: So those are the five members of the band. And they have a very... I don't I don't remember the complete like history, but like some of them got divorced. like some of them used to be in relationships and like, you know, broke up. but they were still yeah, kind of they forced themselves to like be in the band together.
1: During this time, specifically, um, like uh, Stevie Nicks and uh, Lindsey Buckingham were going through a breakup. But they had been together for like eight years, so it was like a divorce, basically. Um, oh. and then, uh, the MacVies were going through a divorce and then, uh, that Fleetwood motherfucker, <laughs> um, was, uh, going through something
0: too, but not with a member, of <laughs> <kidding>.
1: <laughs> not with a member of the band, so it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, so like, that that's like, um, it's very incest, the band, like, it feels very incestuous of like how involved they were in each other's lives, how many, like, how sexually entangled all these members of the band are with each other. Like, it's, like, it is, like, really... That's, like, the thing I want to, like, kind of ask you guys. It's, like, even though the music is great, we all love the songs, and, you know, it's very honest, all, the, all that stuff, but, like, I get very conflicted about how much of this I can endorse... Like, by giving this a good score, by giving this, like, a 9 or a 10 or whatever, it it is me tacitly endorsing their behavior, in a sense. It's like me saying, their behavior, no matter how unhealthy it is, it produced this music, so therefore it's okay. You know? Like, I don't know how to quite reconcile with that, but, like...
1: I hate, like, the difference in the order of recording, because uh, I was going to bring up, um, like it's kind of the same thing that we talked about with Lana Del Rey that like we talk about in a future episode um, that uh, making art about something or uh, like making art in the wake of something or the style of uh, how you make art, like doing drugs and stuff like that uh, while making it. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are endorsing that like explicitly in the art itself,
2: yeah and I mean I, I think I definitely agree with Ezra here on this one is that um yeah like it it's sound it everything about that everything about the what the band's going through their you know um, sexual untetheredness and lack of monogamy is like yeah as a married guy, I probably shouldn't be endorsing but um but I mean th- like I feel like that's the best art is the, is the art that you it, it comes from you know from genuine brokenness um, like I, so I, I, there, there's just thought that I've been I've been having lately and it turns it's like it, I, I feel like you can't really make good art unless you have experienced some kind of pain in some way. Um, because I, f- I feel like a lot of times we, that reson like, since suffering is almost like a uni- like a universal human condition, it's like, that's what resonates, I feel like that's what resonates. Well, yeah, and even if your time, art isn't like, specifically about uh, the suffering, yeah.
1: like, it can be about the happiness that follows, yeah. but the happiness means that much more yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you have yeah. suffered.
2: I was watching, um, uh, there's this clip that's been going around from um, Stephen Colbert and Anderson Cooper. I, uh, I, 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 oh, I love I've that seen clip
0: that. So um, Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking
2: about. Mm-hmm, um, and. Yeah, I uh, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you go watch it. But um, Colbert something says something to the extent of, um, you know, like uh, life is suffering, but life is good. And if you don't have suffering, then the good times just there's nothing to compare it to. You know, there's just kind of this like baseline level of just oh everything's happy. But like if if, if everything's if everything's happy, then what is the, where do you compare it to? There's no if there's no highs or there's no. Lows, I mean, you know? I
0: wish it was. Um, and- I think to like counter that a little bit i think there is a way to appreciate the good things in your life without having suffered in that way like having to experience like an awful trauma or anything like that but Hmm. i think what's more likely and what's more common is that these bad experiences help us like it's like help us like appreciate these things yeah and it's like it's that i'm
1: not saying that you can't appreciate things without having uh suffered or faced trauma but it just uh having gone through these things uh and having had like really dark times in your life um like adds depth to the uh good times that it wouldn't otherwise have yeah
0: and, and, like, the other side of like, we should get into, like, the actual songs very yeah. soon. <laughs> um, like, we've been talking for, like, 35 minutes. Um, but, like, the other side of it, too, is... So, everyone goes through stuff, feelings of anger, jealousy, bitterness, blah, blah, blah. That's a u- universal human... I think it's safe to say it's a pretty universal human thing. Um, but it's about what you do with those emotions, and what they chose to do was make art. They chose to make something constructive out of their pain, out of their frustration, out of like their confusion, all of these things. But where I feel they, you know, were very irresponsible was how they did that. Like was by, we all clearly know who these songs are about. So it's, first of all, airing out this dirty laundry for for public entertainment and consumption. But it's also like, you know, the drug, the irresponsibility with drugs and all that. It feels like I compare this to like When Harry Met Sally, like the, <laughs> the musical version of When Harry Met Sally. When that movie came out, everyone was like, oh, I get to... You know, my best friend wants to, you know, make love to me or whatever, you know, like, but like more often than not, that's not like, or when this record came out, I imagine people were like, oh, we we have to stick together, even though this is causing us a great amount of pain. And the idea that like, um, or like, you know, how excessive and over the top they were of like their drug use. These guys are an anomaly, in a sense. Like, you can't get away at this today. You can't do this. N- no band should emulate this in any way. But they, these guys are like this anomaly of... We did all this stuff. We were really awful to each other. We were very irresponsible with, you know, each other's feelings and emotions and the drugs we consumed... And we're fine and we're better for it and we're successful. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it feels yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not the norm. It's the it's exception. The yes, exception. exactly.
0: Just like Harry to like when Harry met Sally. Like that situation is very rare. Of like usually people just go on with their lives and you know, I don't know. I don't even I don't I our don't, by the way, Sally I'm just thinking about Meg Ryan and that sweater. Like, she looks really good. Anyways. Um, oh, getting flustered. Anyways. <laughs> she looks good in that movie. I'm not a weirdo. Oh, is this another episode of Andrew's uh, Sexist Pig?
1: Yeah, I-, I was kind of thinking about bringing that up. <laughs> well,
0: I brought it for you. So that makes me the feminist icon. <laughs> i
1: And the sexist pig. Um,
0: So let's get into, um, let's talk about these songs right after this break. Yeah. And we're back. Here to talk about Fleetwood Mac by Rumors. Don't correct me, don't correct me, don't correct me, don't correct me. Anyways, (laughs) the first song secondhand news. So this song I feel is like the equivalent of like, Lindsay buckingham like plugging his ears and going la, la 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 like essentially i'm just like it's a very it's drenched and soaked in self-pity it's like oh i know you got i got nothing on you i know i got nothing to say what is wrong with you lady like it's like very like it's like it's it's uh, the
1: that's the thing i noticed
0: this listen is like it's very soaked in self-pity
1: yeah. Well the line like the just uh general sentiment of let me do my stuff like uh, yeah. <laughs> Leave me
0: alone mom, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> Definitely has that vibe.
2: So yeah, I, I think when I first listened to this song, I was like, um, the, it, when this, the first time it, it came on, I was like, what the hell is this? It's just like, just like making <laughs> random noises. And then yeah, it t- t- talking about the context of the album and like, uh, as, as we go on, when um, all the, uh, all you start to realize what all the songs are about and, and, and you, when you look into it, you, you see all the, all the, you know, the, the heartbreak and the, and the nastiness and the nonsense and it's like... When I when I listen to it now, um, I kind of realize that I think it feels like um, kind of the I, I love it when albums do this. It's like after the last song plays, the first song plays again, right? Because you put it on repeat or um, replay the track, and it's kind of like it's it, it, it's it's a full circle, you know? Um, it's like okay, yeah, there's been all this hard stuff, and then yeah, like Andrew said, you just I, I'm just uh, the the plugging my ears and no nah, no nah, nah, all my problems go away kind of thing. Um, and it, yeah, it definitely sets a lot of context for um, what's going on, but also kind of like it's kind of the end of the album, but also the beginning of the album. I really like that. Um. Mm.
0: This this mm-hmm. record is very thematically. Tense. Yes, it's like some past. I really like that about this record. Like some, like several, like I think that was something Stevie Nicks said about. This record is like you know, with contrasted with dreams. We get into dreams, I guess. Um, you know, dreams is her being very poetic, and like you know, with, like kind of it, it's like a wry smile of a song in a sense of like kind of like knowing that he's like secretly miserable, knowing that he's like you know really having a hard time and is very lonely and doesn't have a lot going for him beyond his relationship with Stevie you know, that he's, like, coping and all these things. But, like, she said something along the lines of, like, yeah, our methodology of singing these songs and writing these songs were different, but we're basically saying the same thing. We we're, like, kind of communicating the same thing just in, like, different ways. And, like, even though, yes, of course, like, these, their relationship, like, the whole, with the whole band is, like, very toxic and codependent, like... There is something undeniable there. There is like there is that common thread that like that chain that is holding to- them together. That is like something good. And something I also
2: really good. like how this. Uh, we're talking say. about dreams now, right? I like how this song is just like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I like can, how the song like talk is about both. The, al- almost like a sonically a direct contrast to kind of like the bouncy campy feeling of the first song. It's, it's all of a sudden like a slower pace and then he goes from Lindsey Buckingham to Stevie Nicks and it's like it's like a call and response almost kind of thing from song to song where it's like like yeah, the the vibe changes from from exactly. each song, but it also also just kind of like it also goes together thematically. I don't know, it's just really 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 masterfully done. Um yeah. It
0: feels like, you know, what you go through after like a heartbreak or after something like this happens to you, like the, mm. you know, denial, like I'm free. And then just like, like, oh, you're I, I'm better off without you. And then like, oh, no, I'm miserable and sad or like, yeah, I'm, don't stop yeah. thinking about them. like the it's like breakup. very like.
1: Yeah, this uh, yeah. album was great to. Listen to uh like for the first time uh during the time that i did because of the fact that like i was going through a breakup at that time and like now it's been some time since that but like i uh so like listening to it with a new perspective is definitely interesting but i definitely think that um like the ups and downs of this album um definitely go with what it's talking about thematically like it definitely feels like a breakup like where one second uh you're feeling one way and then the next you're like in an entirely different place
0: i really like uh i really like that Lindsay is singing in the back just like stevie is singing in the background of that first song um it does i think that's a good way to like approach in some i said this last time on one of the previous times but like it is potentially a best-case scenario for uh, a breakup album because with breakup albums, it's usually one side of it. It's like one artist telling... Like, Jay-Z's record came out several months after Beyoncé's, you know? And um, so we we were all on Beyoncé's... Not that, like, we, like, switched sides, but, like, we mostly got that perspective. Um, but then this record like literally song to song we get the different perspectives and the thing i really like of them singing in the background is th- it's their way of like being they're, they're not going like no oh that's not what happened actually like no or like um actually like they don't no one stops the recording to do that like it they let each other tell these stories they let each other speak
1: yeah everybody kind of gets to share their own truth And like that's it's really nice to have uh, dreams and then also have uh, go your own way on the same album because of the fact that like they are two sides of the same coin.
0: I mean like as like you know the we'll we'll get into it a little later but like the packing up shacking up line was something that was like really hurtful to Stevie Nicks because she didn't really she was the implication that like she just wanted to sleep with other guys or like sleep with other people um was very hurtful but the fact that it was like you know they knew about it and they it speaks to like her acknowledging like as as I really I really disagree with this but you have every right to feel this way you and I like I feel like again allowing for that space even if they're wrong is good question mark <laughs> you know
2: Is like when you were saying that like you know they're they're both a backup vocals for each other it's like they're it's two sides to the same coin but it's also like both of them uh feel it's it, it, i feel like um when when people go through a breakup it's kind of like you can kind of take one you can kind of like Think of it in two different ways, but really kind of all, pretty much everyone goes through the full range of emotions, you know, like it just sucks all around. And and, and even though Lindsey B- Buckingham wrote one and Stevie Nicks wrote the other, it's like it, they and they both sing to each other's truths. It's like, yeah, like I'm sure there is times where Buckingham felt the same way um that that she sings this song and it's like and and, and vice versa it's like yeah like sometimes i don't want to hear it i don't want to fight anymore like I, i'm just done and then the other times it's like no like i need you to have this discourse with me i need you to have this conversation with me you know it's like i just in terms of as far as relationships goes like not songs number 1 and 2 is just
0: perfect so good yes to drum on yeah what were you going to say
1: i i don't remember Dreams is a really good song though, and I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So good I pooped I diarrheaed all over my sweatpants.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, let's, let's not so go through that again. <laughs> so never
1: going next, back again.
0: My fingers hurt listening to the song of like how he was like plucking the guitar. <laughs> you know? Like I don't know. Um what what do you guys think of this one?
1: Um I think that it's the closest that they get to a filler song on this album
0: I, I don't know if I wouldn't say I agree completely with like it being a filler song, I think musically maybe but like but like the new in, the new bit of information though is like he's in a new relationship and like he's like um there's a line broke me down and let me in, made me see where I've been of like oh he's getting like a new perspective on what happened in the past. Like, he's able to, like, contextual... Now that he has, like, a new love, he's able to contextualize uh, his life and his previous relationships. So that's the new information to me. But, yeah, I I think it's, like, a similar amount of, like, denial, though, with um, his first song. Because, like, you're gonna be... You're gonna be down more than two times. (laughs) Like, that's... You haven't lived enough life. like.
1: I like it musically, um, but it's very simple, though. There's not a lot to say about it. All right. Don't stop. Don't stop. I really like this song. Um, it's kind of the hardest for me to form a unique opinion about, I guess, because of how uh, entrenched in like pop culture it is. Like this is the one that you're most likely if you don't know who Fleetwood Mac is, like you probably heard at some point or another.
2: Actually thinking about this now um in, in kind of like the progression of of the album it, it, it kind of goes from, you know, um the two sides of the um Buckingham um Nick's relationship and then kind of like from that then there's that the what's it called? Don't stop. No, no, no. Never going back again. Um, and then more of like a more of like a positive vibe, I guess coming from that the end the tail end of that of, of that um almost almost spiteful I guess um message coming from from um Lindsay Buckingham and it's just like yeah like you know like it's uh don't don't stop thinking about tomorrow because you know this sucks right now, but um you know it, it, it things get better and and we'll you know um uh, and then right on to. You know, uh, go your own way. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think I, I think it's uh, it's a very positive message. Um, make, it's kind of like making the best out of a shit situation, kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I like that.
0: And like, I never meant any harm to you. I don't think anyone. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they actually mean it. Mean it, but like, that's a really nice sentiment of like, yeah, I'm happy. I don't want I don't want you to my happiness to be. Cause you pain or like anything like that. Like I'm just trying to be happy. I'm just trying to live my best life and move on and like look forward and have hope for my future. But like sometimes that can affect other people. But like usually typically people don't when people move on and like when, for example, if you're like ex moves on or whatever and it's like, you know, they have a new partner. And you're like, oh no, they don't mean to hurt you. You know, they they're just like, you know, they're trying to move on. They're trying to like live their life, and like typically they don't. Re- they're not really thinking of that.
2: This is this is something I've been thinking about a lot too. Um, uh, kind of what you just said, like um, and in, and in, in like that finding your own happiness kind of thing. Um, but um, and th- this might. Uh, do you mind if I tell still a, like a semi condensed version of uh, my life? <laughs> um so okay okay (laughs) yeah i'll probably i'll make this as short as possible um but like okay so the idea of kind of especially when it comes to relationship of of bringing your own happiness is something that's um definitely been very pertinent to my life lately i think um um i so basically um in undergrad uh i grew like andrew said early in this episode i grew up in the church um i thought uh, I, I was kind of given the message that happiness comes from God and, you know, finding your own happiness doesn't really exist. Um, and you know, for, for better or for worse, that's kind of what I, what I grew up with. And so, um, all through my life, uh, I was like, yeah, like whatever I can do best to serve God, then I will find happiness. And, you know, um, it, uh, I went through undergrad. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. had had no idea. Um, I, it took me five and a half years to graduate because, um, you know, I I switched majors like four times and and ultimately I ended up with a degree that I'm not even, it's like a pre-med degree and I'm not in medicine now. Um, then, you know, um, but all throughout college and, and, and almost, and a little bit after I was just, I was severely depressed because it's like, I just didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know what the purpose was and there's no point, you know? Um, and then shortly thereafter, um, I was like kind of looking for a thing. And that's when, um, my wife and I, uh, Sharon, my wife and I started dating. Um, and when you bring that kind of mentality to the table, um, somewhere in your mind, it, it, you, you, it's easy to make the connection that, that, um, that your relationship contains your happiness. And, and I've, and I've realized over the last year or two that, um, that that's not that. That's not how that works. That ultimately, you are responsible for your own happiness and, and finding things that give you joy and, and and making and choosing and making decisions and being okay with that. Um, and so, uh, I, th- I think the over over the last year, um, my wife and I have had some relationship troubles. And and, and um, you know, uh, the I, I, the first time we recorded this, I, I I think I shared that this album was a little too real for me at the moment because you know. Um, there was just, there was just a lot going on it was just a difficult time for us like you know i was unemployed for a, a long period of time and i was and i kept on thinking like yeah like the finding the next thing that's finally what's going to make me happy you know like figuring uh, after 10 months of unemployment like finding the job that i think is going to make my career like that's going to make me happy and now 6 months into it i'm like you know it it does not <laughs> it, it it hasn't and and there's nothing externally specifically that will make me happy if I don't choose to find happiness in in the little things. And that's something that Sharon and I have been working a a lot on lately is, is how to bring our own happiness to the table. And, and, you know, um, instead of kind of expecting each other to fulfill each other's lives, it's like, you know, it's love. Love is not just like getting something from something it's giving, you know, it's, it's, it's having that happiness and then being able to share it with somebody else. And, you know, when I think about, when I think about this, this, this album and this song, it's like, (laughs) it <laughs> just something i wish i had known like a lot earlier you know i got married at 24 um that, that was four years ago and actually our anniversary is coming up next week um and so just again in, in the theme of, of this album it's like in, during the year where we weren't sure we were going to make it to year number four this is it's, it's a powerful message to me you know it's like the you, you know um sorry i'm sorry that that was longer than i expected and it's a little bit rambling but i hope you, i hope that the point comes across oh so. no, no
0: absolutely that, that was yeah. so lovely thank you so much for being vulnerable and feeling like you'd share that with us thank you so much that was long yeah. though Like, sorry just, I'm <laughs> no i'm kidding no, polite no. way of saying shut up <laughs> yes
1: <laughs>
2: andrew don't be a dick
1: no no no
0: i i i I don't really have anything to add to that. Like, um, um. So next song, we kind of talked about a little. <laughs> we could talk. We talked about a little bit, like "Go Your Own Way" about the shacking up bit. Um, I, in a weird perverse way, I kind of almost admire his audacity to just put that out there, no matter how ugly that like, that sentiment is. Like, it's not only to like think it but then to say it out loud in a song and then listen to the song and be like, this is good, and then putting it out there, you know?
1: And performing that song with the person that you're shit-talking.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, that's like... Th- Again, it's just like really like... It, there's this almost... Uh, there's this audacity to that. It's like almost admirable. I can't... I, it's not admirable, but it's almost admirable and just like the sheer... Ballsiness, the toilet
2: chain ballsiness of it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you this probably shouldn't qualify the most... toilet chain balls because uh, I don't think we've talked about that
1: on the album cover. That's uh, the, what he was <laughs> referencing there. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
2: If you don't, if you look very carefully, as uh, he's kind of got this Captain Morgan um, going on, and he's holding, yeah, 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 yeah. he's holding like a toilet chain that's like very clearly some like testicles dang- dangling down. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs>
0: It's very it's very classy. Um, yeah, like... So... Yeah, it's it's just a very bad faith view of this person he used to love and trust, you know? I think that's the thing I'm learning a lot in my personal life, is to just have, like... Just to have a better... Like, not to always go to, like, the bad faith view of, like, people's motivations. Of, like you know, oh, this person hasn't texted me back. They hate me, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) Or, like, you know, it's, like, yeah, like, that's the, probably, that's been a lot healthier for me to, like, not assume the worst out of people. Um, But, like, this is not that. Like, this is, like, him, like, oh, she just wants to sleep with other, maybe there is some truth to it on some level, but the way, just how much bad faith he has in her is, like, really unfortunate
2: like i was just saying it's like you know you bring your own happiness to the table and uh, sometimes um and and many times in many marriages and many relationships it, it doesn't work out and you have to and that's what you have to do is you know go find go find your own way you tell that to yourself you tell that to each other i, I do think it, it is a little bit ballsy especially because you know he he's he's rude about it but he, it, i think it's, it's as much of a, as much of a message to himself as it is to um to stevie nicks um,
1: i think i think a song like something that because of the anger and the audacity of it, something that it doesn't like get credit for, I guess, is um, also just being uh, like that phase of a breakup when you're trying to like understand what the hell even just happened mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you're trying to uh, rationalize like why um, loving each other can't mm. be enough. And uh, that, like, I uh, relate to a lot, because, yeah, that's um, just a very uh, real phase of things, I guess, that uh, just uh, trying to make sense of everything. Um, I think that uh, it's kind of interesting to put this between such like optimistic Mm. songs for like how angry it is and how um how much it's kind of like pointing the finger at the other person and like putting all the responsibility on them um but yeah i think that uh it's like because of how uh natural a phase it is in a breakup like it makes Complete sense yeah. to be on the album.
2: Right. I lo- a little bit more too, in like the the context of the whole album. It's like we we have um you know you um, start off with Lindsey Buckingham's kind of like do 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 like put, put your fingers in my ears kind of attitude, but then this is almost kind of a, a step back. It's kind of like a. Um, you know, the whole packing up, shacking up is all you want to do, and, and it's like um, it, it is a pointing your finger, but it's like you know, I tried to make this work that's, that's kind of what he's saying, right? In a very angry way yes. I tried to make this I, work. I wanted
0: to give you my the whole world, but you wouldn't take it
2: exactly, yeah um, and yeah, no, I, yeah, I think uh, I, I really like the song
0: hmm. alright, so next song is Songbird um, I like it as like a breath of fresh air after like how noisy the previous couple and like busy in a good way the other couple songs were it's very similar thematically to never going back again and where there's this a little bit of na- naivete and denial in a sense of mm-hmm. like uh yeah but it's like un- it's like so sweet it's so lovely um the, the it's when i feel when i feel when i'm with you i it feels right. I know it's right. It feels right. I know it's right is like a really lovely sentiment, a really sweet sentiment. And like almost like, it, but in the context of the, a record like this, you're like, this is going to fall apart. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's very, it's very sad. Um, the other thing I noticed this time around is um, you mentioned last time the idea of like, uh, songbirds are singing like they know the score the double entendre of mm. this feels right and is perfect and it's like the universe is like kind of pushing this very perfect thing but also like the songbirds know the score the universe like knows who's giving more love who's receiving more love who's doing more work mm-hmm. and like keeping score isn't like a game and I the, the line that really touched me was like I wish you all the love in the world, but most of all, I wish it from myself mm-hmm. of like, yeah, I wish you love, but I want to be the one who loves you. I want to be the one who gives you this love and I, this is, this is something I need to have these strong feelings I'm feeling be complete. You know, I love you so much, but I need to be the one that loves you like it's not enough that you know you feel love somewhere else like i need to be the one and like that's the part that's like oh a little bit darker i would say um n- not explicitly darker but like a little like more complex a little like you know you know what i'm saying
2: yeah. I, to that end, I, I definitely think that the way the song is constructed is that it's not really clear how like in the context of which she's singing this love song to until that line. And then it kind of changes the when the chorus comes back, it kind of changes the whole meaning, you know. Um, so it's like verse, verse, very, very sweet love song. Um, and then I, I do think like like you were saying that kind of like they know the score, I think I feel like that it has that more of that second meaning um after the after the bridge comes uh plays and, and you have and you have that um that line, and I wish you all the love in the world, but most of all, I wish it for myself and then and then when it comes back, the chorus and the chorus comes back, and the songbirds keep singing like they know the score and then that's when you kind of get that feeling like, oh, you know like it, it is about love, it's about unrequited love but it's and, but it's you know it's it's um this love that's from there and and Christine McAvee is probably singing about her own divorce, I'm guessing, right. I think that's kind of what we established before, but, um, yeah, like, yeah.
1: It kind of, like, takes a turn towards, like, a little bit of hopelessness there, whereas before it, um, Mm -hmm. like, before it's just completely sweet, and then, uh, I don't know, there it takes that turn, and it kind of feels like, uh, maybe Mm -hmm. she's coming to terms with, uh, that aspect of her uh, divorce that, like, um, she, I don't know, to me, it doesn't feel like she's saying that it has to be her um, to love this person. It feels like it's actually saying the opposite. Like, uh, most of all, I wish it for myself. Like, I wish that I could be the one to give you this. But, like, Mm. if I can't, then I want you to, like, get that anyway. I want you to, like, ultimately she's wishing the best uh for her um ex or husband or whatever he is at this point
0: all right so um let's uh get into the rest of the record after this break ding dong ding dong what ding dong Who's that? ah <laughs> jesus christ it scared me well, anyways, I'm here to deliver this pizza, and also the fact that a new web series is is, is online is really, really good, dude. But you don't know want to hear from me. I gotta go to my car and get more Wait, tips. Wait, no. What? That actually
1: sounds pretty interesting. What's this web series?
0: Well, <laughs> it's actually a really cool uh, six-episode web sitcom uh, called Delivered. It, uh, it follows a guy named Corey, a uh, college student and delivery driver. Hey, like me! <laughs> Wait,
1: who are the stars of this?
0: Oh, man. It's like, it's like a supreme pizza stars, man. There's like, Ryan Luzzo's the pepperoni. Kimmy feels the salami. Kadeem Fuller's the sausage that's sliced up. And Danielle Monson's the the red meat that you slice and put on your pizza. It's all pepperoni. It's all good. And, yeah. And you know who made the music? CU artist Sunny Tour and his Push Soul Collective. Damn. That sounds pretty good. Wh- where can I find it? On Facebook and YouTube. Just look it up by searching delivered web series and, uh, by the, by hey, hey, get in, get in real close, get in real close. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. By the time you'll, li- <coughs> <That's it. laughs> sorry, 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 I sneezed in your face. <laughs> by the time you'll hear this, all six episodes will be available for your viewing pleasure, man.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Anyways, I gotta go. I got stabbed earlier. <laughs> I'm dead.
1: So what? What the fuck was that guy
0: about? Watch delivered. Ah, my dying breath. Hey everybody, we're back. I'm Andrew, it's Ezra and Joshua. <laughs> okay,
2: so the chain.
0: My favorite song. Uh,
2: yes, by far my favorite as well. Yeah. Really? I, I like it. I do like it a lot. It,
0: it, I, yeah, I would say it's not my favorite because of the message of it. Of, I know, I know that, you know, the thing that's keeping Andrew and his need is, for a
1: message in a song. Can't <laughs> just because it sounds guys. badass. Like,
0: like um, the idea of, like, if you never love me now, you'll never love me again. If you don't love me now, you'll never love me again. I feel it's, like, really unhealthy and really, honestly, like, bad. Like, oh, absolutely. dangerous. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, the idea of, like... I think real love, if it's real love and, you know, if it's, like, if they could love each other, you know, as friends or, like, you know, in a new context, then they would be able to withstand some time and distance and, you know, new love, new lovers and all that stuff. You know, it would be able to withstand those things. But the implication of... it's The implication is, like, really dark to me of, like, don't even don't even think about letting go don't you even think you're wrong and crazy if you let go of this like you're gonna ruin everything and like that's I think like it's really... like
1: I think it's really relatable um, in terms it of is. a breakup again though because like uh, it's kind of that point where you're like bitter about everything like um, you're uh like that, I can still hear you saying you would never break the chain and everything. Like holding them accountable to someone that they're no longer accountable to. Like,
2: so this is something that we've talked about before, but obviously not this time. But like, um, I, 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 the more I listen to this song, I've been kind of wondering what what you guys thought about what the what the actual chain represents because cause like I think you can think of it as um kind of like. Codependence, I think we... we I've, I've seen people talking about it as in, like, you know, um, the connection between two people. I think I, I've heard it being, like, a literally like ball and chain kind of thing, you know? Um, so, um, yeah. Uh,
1: that interpretation, no. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way now. Um, they're not talking about the old ball and chain. <laughs> uh, well, 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 why not? Why not? I think that, uh, like, for one thing... Um, they seem to be a lot more artistic than, uh, the old ball and chain style. But I think, like, I think that the meaning is kind of, uh, in the outro, like, uh, chain keep us together. Like, it's the chain that keeps Mm. us together kind of thing. And, uh, so, like, that you would never break the chain. I don't think that it's, um... Like, I think that the significance is more just that it's this, uh, like, thing that connects them. So, like, a very positive
2: kind of chain. Yeah, like, like it's a good thing, then.
1: I think that it can be a good thing and it (laughs) can be a bad thing. I think uh, because of how codependent they are and, uh, like, holding, like, going back to... What I was saying, like holding somebody accountable who, uh, accountable to you when, like, they, uh, don't owe you that anymore. Um, that kind of gets to yeah. a toxic point.
2: I think like musically, the what I love so much about this is I think, I, I feel like the music kind of now tells I, I, so the first time I listened to it, I definitely thought it was like a, a good, the chain was like a, a good thing. It's like, oh yeah, like the chain holds us together, especially when the when the uh, core, uh, the last bridge kind of outro kind of thing happens it's like yeah keep us together but now that i listen to it again um and, and this is something that just kind of occurred to me now but it's, i feel like it's definitely both in terms of that the way the way that i imagine this song is that like it's kind of this really the whole song is this really terse kind of moment it, it's like you got this whole minor kind of sound to it um very intense and, and not only that but the way that the the drums go it's like this like heartbeat kind of pounding like um building to a tension moment and then you get that like awesome bass solo into into the bridge you know yeah oh my god i love that part um but like even the way that like they have like the breaks um the little the little breaks in between uh before the verses dude um you know the don't listen to the window um kind of thing it's like
0: my Name's rapping Drew, and I'm here to say it's fun to rap in a Fleetwood <laughs> way. I got my Mac cheeseburger on fries. <laughs> duh, duh, duh. I never tell lies. That's it, that's all I got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways,
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's like you got that, um, that uh, also the the imagery of like the wind blowing, there's like this, like this. This feeling of like uh, who's gonna break the silence first, like they're come there. It's a conflict's coming to a head. So the, now, now that I hear it, I feel like I feel like it, yeah, it could be like a good thinking this together. But I also do think it's a little bit of that old ball and chain metaphor too, in the terms of like um, it it holds you back and also holds you together, but also holds you back, kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I wasn't the ball and chain thing. What I was getting at with that is that I think they um like it doesn't seem like a metaphor that they would embrace um but that's not me saying that the chain is automatically a good thing and then because i think that it's kind of one of those things that it's complex like it can be good um like as vague as this sounds like it can be good when it's good but it can also like take a really nasty turn um Like, I think that the chain um, in uh, any of their relationships for a time, like, that chain, like, binding them together would be a good thing. I think um, holding someone to that and uh, still, uh, I don't know, saying things like, I can still hear you saying you would never break the chain, like, after it's all over and when Mm. they're, like, uh, going through, like, breaking it off and everything that's when it like takes a really um kind of unhealthy toxic yeah. turn and then
0: also- the, the little instrumental like solo the instrumental segment at the end that's like really awesome that we all love <laughs> Yeah, you know, that part and like it reminds me of the stampede from Lion King like how it like kind of builds and builds and then like long live the king <laughs> and then like change <laughs> we killed mufasa <laughs> or like whatever it's just like <laughs> you know like I could, I could like the way it builds and builds and like the gazelle like are like running and like it kind of reminds me of that like is your internet okay Ezra? by the way
1: um yeah my internet cut out uh right when you said that it reminds you of the stampede from lion king <laughs>
0: So I, did you hear, uh, yeah, it reminds me of the Sandfield Lion King. It like, uh, there's a, um, like when Mufasa like, you know, dies. I the, It's the part where it, where like it's like the very cl- the climax of it. It's like, James, we killed Mufasa. And just like, it's very funny. So that's all I got.
1: <laughs> that wasn't worth it.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: con- I'm disconnecting. <laughs> I'm just <again>. gonna like <laughs> stay in
0: place, hoping they think my internet froze. <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> he <come on>, goes. <laughs> uh, hey, um. Okay. Next up, we got blah 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 blah. Um. I don't want to know. Wait. No. You make love and fun. You make love and fun. It is that again. It is that similar denial naivete. Um. Mirrors, secondhand news, never going back, and also, um, you know, Songbird a little bit. Um, but, like, the idea of, like, you know, she's naturally a cynic, and then, you know, but then she, like, you know, by being in love again, she can, like, she believes in magic and that maybe everything will work. It's like that thing we were talking about with um uh, the Colbert-Anderson-Cooper thing of, like, oh, the fact that things are going so well now make my... Make this good thing so much more rich and like, like like I'm
2: floating on air in a sense. Um, yeah. After such a long time of like of strife and stress and going through those things, it, it really I I really appreciate that that line. Like I never did believe in miracles because it really does kind of feel like that after you're coming off of that. It's like oh I can finally start like you know like like the the Anderson Cooper thing like feeling those highs like filing those highs again. You know it really honestly like. It's, it just sometimes feels like it's never going to end and, you know, um, and, and when it does, it, it really does feel like a miracle. It's like, oh, yeah, like I can turn this around, like things can turn around. like I can start feeling better, you know.
0: But sometimes it's like the inverse of like, you know, when you're having a good time of your life or like things are good, you hmm. think it's going to last forever. And then you get hit by like, you know, that's what I feel. Oh, daddy mm-hmm. is a little bit. Uh, so uh, me, me ahead a little bit
1: this is going to sound unrelated but it's kind of related to the way that the album flows um a- about almost a year ago uh I was officially like diagnosed with uh depression with mixed nope. features which is basically like bipolar light um and this yeah <laughs> uh this album um like very much feels like mm. having the disorder that I have because of like just being uh like wildly different one song to the next, but like being mm. entirely invested in that one like moment. Like this song, it's kind of like, there feels like a sense of naivete, like, uh that um everything was so mm. dark before and like I never believed in miracles and all that. Um but like it does kind of have this sense of like and now it's never going to end. I'm always going to feel like this. Um but then like the lows of mm. this album kind of have that sense too that like it's always going to feel like this. <laughs>
0: so
2: Yeah I, I mean, basically yeah, big mood. I
0: Uh, Next song is I don't want to know. I love how the bass and drums provide uh, the foundation for the band to experiment and add on flourishes. That's really cool. Um, It reminds me of another cold, a different Colbert quote, where he's like the joy machine is at, is asking what's this, what's the unasked for thing I can contribute. You know, the, What's that only I can like bring on and I feel like this is just like the way they the way they play with the guitar, the way they like but like the drum and the bass like doom boom boom like just like the way that like kind of like is sets that foundation where the rest of the band can play and like have fun. It, this song is fun. It's like um even though it's like again, the, the backstory behind this song is miserable. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Basically the backstory is that uh, Stevie Nicks wrote this song for um, her band that she was in with Lindsay Buckingham uh, prior to Bing and Fleetwood Mac. And uh, the band basically decided to use this song uh, instead of um, Silver mm. Springs uh, due to time limitations, but uh, they all recorded the tracks um, without uh, Stevie Nicks knowing and then just kind of sprung it on her that yeah. like they were putting this in the album. Which is really shitty since it's her song, um, but she decided to go with it because she otherwise she'd only have two songs on the album that she
0: wrote. I, I would say Silver Springs is very... I wish there was a way for both of those songs to be included because the 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 chorus of Silver Springs is "I don't want to know," and the but it's like a different mm-hmm. meaning than this song, um, where Silver Springs is about "I don't want to know about your new lover. I don't want to know about if you're happy or not. I just want. I need boundaries and distance." Where this song is like. I don't know, I don't want to know why love is such an integral part of my life, but it's, it feels <laughs> good, essentially. Um,
2: is, that, is that what the song is about? I, I thought that the core, like, I don't want to know the reason why love keeps walking right, uh, right on walking down the on down the line. I thought that means, like, I don't know why love keeps on passing her over. Like, she keeps on, actually, I, I don't know. Um yeah, walking down the line. I don't want to stand between you and love. I just want you to feel fine. Like if it sounds like she's singing, the the the, the, the lyrics were written to somebody who um, she thought that she had a relationship with, and they kind of just move on without really giving her closure. I think so. I could see why when when you look at the lyrics and and song for Silver Springs, it's like when when she's kind of singing about this this. Um, this uh this other lover which presumably is lindsey buckingham after he moves on then all of a sudden it's like and then now she has this jaded song where it's like yeah i'm not like it's a reversal of that it's like oh yeah like i don't want to hear about your lover and then now it's like oh i I don't know why love keeps on skipping me over it's a re it sounds now now i can see it's like kind of a really passive aggressive like yeah it was your fault (laughs) you know
0: next up we got let's, let's 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 kind of blow on through the rest um Next up we got Oh Daddy. And uh, like we, like I said, it's like just like, yeah, it's like even the there's a line, like something along the lines of like, even the way he like looks at her, she feels unsafe or like, you know, that he's the best thing. Like, and like, just like, he doesn't even have to say anything. He can just look at her and that is communicated to her. And like, that's really like just yeah. fucked up. And like, it, it's like, it's again, it's like really sad, especially I, I, maybe these songs are chronological in a way, but it it does feel like this. It's really depressing considering like how um, Songbird and like Don't Stop and like um, the You Make Love mm-hmm. and Fun are so positive, like more positive and then just this bleak root
2: like, in line with that like kind of an emotional abuse kind of aspect to it this is also like really self-deprecating too and i don't know if that's like if, if it's like a I can't tell if it's like a self-deprecating kind of way and like a sarcastic kind of way like uh why are you right when i'm so wrong and like a uh, oh you're always right kind of thing versus like um like no like I- i've been through some shit and now you know th- this is the position that i'm in and you're kind of like this you you understand what healthy love is and I don't kind of thing. Like I think I could I could kind of see it going either way, which like she feels like damaged goods, but also or also kind of feels like a sarcastic kind of thing. Or maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it could be a little bit of both, but to me it feels more sincere because um it's followed by and I can't walk away from you, baby, if I tried. And uh mm-hmm. like having been uh having like dealt with emotional abuse mm. like th- those types of uh feelings of like mm. inferiority um are definitely uh symptomatic of that it's heavy
2: <laughs> yeah that's heavy <laughs> this All album right. is heavy so
0: <laughs> it is heavy so speaking of he- heavy gold dust woman <laughs> Great, great transition.
2: This is another one of those songs that I feel like every time I listen to it, or every time I look at the words, I have like a different perspective on what it might mean. Because uh, I think the first time that um, I, I saw this, looked at the words and or not the first time, maybe the first time we recorded it. Um, I was like, kind of think like some I, I read some comments about someone saying like, um uh someone saying that like this is kind of referring to these these uh the groupies followers of the band and and possibly even like a a woman that um like some like shallow relationship that Lindsay Buckingham has um but and now I'm kind of wondering if it's especially with the way that it goes out the song goes out I wonder if it's like she's like talking to herself kind of thing um I don't know what do y'all think
1: I haven't read that like I haven't uh thought about that take that it has to like that she's talking about herself um before but i have i had read um the like the groupy thing, so i automatically uh um, just kind of
2: the the one thing that kind of makes me think about this the this this um that it's about her is that like um it, uh there's that story of her of of when she recorded this song she kind of like kind of collapses into herself as, as she records um and, and each take becomes just more and more emotional and it's it's like she kind of just like just feels shallow like a um the 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 words are ooh pale shadow of a woman black yeah. a pale shadow of a dragon she kind of like like and at this point I can almost see this kind of being um in the, especially in the context of the album like she and maybe even after the context of um after uh I, I don't want to know kind of switching it out for silver springs, you know, um, this song is now of some, but like, you know, like maybe, maybe it was all on me kind of thing. And, you know, I'm just going to do a shit ton of drugs and make it better. And, and now I'm just a pale shadow of myself kind of thing, you know? Yeah.
0: All right. So, um, what, what about we give our, this record, you know, our final thoughts and ratings? Um, I'll go first. I think this is a pretty close to perfect record. I, um, I love the, um, I, there's more to appreciate and love the more I listen to it. Uh, thematic it's thematically tight and rich, and there's it's very potent in a small condensed amount of time, <laughs> um, unlike this podcast. <laughs> um, and uh, I just think it's like the chemistry between the band members are great. Um, i I feel like. We didn't get to talk about Silver Springs a little bit, but I, I feel if they included that on the record, that would have been the perfect end, like, the perfect ending where, like, Stevie Nicks is saying, I'm distancing myself, I'm, like, you know, setting some boundaries, and I'm trying to move on. I feel like that uptick would have made the perfect record, but because we're not talking about that, because we're talking about the standard edition. I, I would say this is a... Um, uh b- 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 um, uh 9.5 songbirds out of 10
1: um so i uh yeah i think that it is a near perfect um record i uh i think that there's so much uh like I think that Andrew, you said it well earlier on, um, when you said that uh mm-hmm. they're like that they were very like irresponsible with each other's emotions in recording it. And um, but uh, that being said, I will go ahead and uh say fuck it anyway and rate it uh <laughs> nine out of ten um dreams of loneliness
2: nice that's a good one (laughs) um so i I really like this album um i think my initial impressions were that um especially based on the first track that i was not gonna like it at all and 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 then just and just on a surface level um from listening to the music without really looking into it i was kind of like and eh, it's not the kind of music that i typically listen to it's it's not it's not what i was expecting i kind of thought fleetwood mac was similar to kind of like a uh you know like a grateful dead psychedelic like jam kind of band i was kind of excited for that and i was like oh this is different this is poppy this is like a little bit of like country blues um so yeah um but definitely the songs have definitely attached um a, a lot more as I continue to listen to it, and uh, I, I also think that you know, like you said, the themes are really strong. Um, and I, I give it a, I don't give half ratings, so no, no nine point five out of me, but um, definitely, <laughs> a definitely solid nine out of ten. <gasps> uh, toilet chain balls. Yeah.
0: <laughs> pew, pew, pew! <laughs> yeah! We talked about it so it's, it's <laughs> okay great um so thank you so much josh for doing uh this episode um i lost all the audio but that's cool we'll just talk to each other anyway okay um, um no 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 okay so let's add some songs to the uh meaning to listen to that
1: just every six months we'll get to get <laughs> like and boyhood talk about this like,
0: we're just like, except we don't record it <laughs> What if they did Boyhood, and, like, you know, they got, like, Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette, like, and whoever that little kid is, and, like, we're just gonna hang out every six months? I don't know. I guess it's, like, friendship, but whatever. (laughs) I guess that's how, like...
2: I'm definitely up for hanging out just outside of doing this, you know? We don't have to just record the podcast, you know?
0: (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, um so let's what does friendship even mean if it's not documented <laughs> no no no. okay so let's get to the i've been meaning to listen to that
1: and Play-li- i did <laughs> sorry Playlist. god that was awful i sorry i know you like we're trying i think you were cueing me and then i <laughs> yeah it's, it's okay it's
0: okay it's funny um. it's funny okay so um uh josh well do you have a pick for us today
2: I'm going to do I'm I'm going to add a song that I've been listening to a lot lately and that's been really resonating with me. It's uh it's John Mayer so I apologize in advance because I feel like I only listen to John Mayer. Um damn but it. it's uh I guess I it's called I guess I just feel like and it's it's <laughs> it's the, his latest um song it's not on any album it's just a single. Um uh, but I think it it def it kind of it hits the nail on the head for kind of how I've been feeling lately. It's a, and a song about just like like the world's kind of falling to pieces and shit's not going right and um you know like on some days i feel like i can be happy and on some days i just feel like giving up and um i think in, in kind of in the theme of this album about find about understanding love and fi- and finding happiness with each other i think that's uh I, I i think that fits so let's go with that
0: let's play it right now click i guess i just feel like i guess i just feel like wow john sure knows how to play the guitar (laughs) (laughs) okay uh so um my pick um is no halo by brock hampton click So, like, this song is, like, them really reconciling with, like, their fame, but also, like, with, like broken relationships. And, like, they're just, like, in a really dark place and, like, but the way they come together as a group to, like, really work through it together is really lovely and wholesome and sweet. And also, like, the vocal chemistry of all these members and, and instrumentations is very similar to how I feel about Fleetwood Mac. So, that's my pick.
1: Okay. Uh so I think I'm going to go with uh, Horseshoe Crab by Slothrus. Click. I learned that hunger is a symptom. Um so I uh have loved this song and this band for uh, quite some time and um have been like waiting for a good time to put it on the playlist i guess and now it's as good a time as any but uh, it's just been something that uh, has been on my mind lately and that i've been feeling a lot it's uh like uh, a lot of i relate to it a lot uh because of the mental health aspects of it. It's kind of, um, like, got dissociative elements to it. Um, It's uh, kind of just feeling like you're in this um, new, unfamiliar place. And I feel like that's kind of been uh, my life this year in general, is just kind of uh, figuring out, like where to go from here and uh, kind of because I've just had a lot of destabilizing things happen um, in the last year and so just kind of figuring out how to uh, like pick myself back up and um, like figure out what's the best next step for me and not like for anyone else I guess and uh, so I don't know I just kind of relate to that like uh i feel like uh two different people from one moment to the next sometimes because like my mind changes so much and i just feel like i'm in this uh like i am underwater and like everything is so uh out there and different and yeah but i'm figuring it out and this is just a good song for uh, this moment for me, oh. I guess. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, great, great pick, guys. I'm gonna listen to all these. I'm really excited. Um, this is the first episode we recorded in a while, so like it's cool to like have an excuse to listen to m- new music. So um, yeah, and thanks, thank you so much, Joshua, for recording this fourth and final episode. We're gonna like take you to the back of the farm and shoot you. <laughs> like, <laughs> um no but thank you so much for being so generous of your time your you know your you know perspective and like your vulnerability and your insight it's like really really cool and we're so happy to finally get to put this episode out uh, an episode out of you like out there so like yeah um thank you so much and now uh joshua has prepared a final closing sentiment that we're all gonna read right now Three, two, one. Sometimes, Sometimes life, is life is some toilet chain balls, balls. But, but, don't don't stop. but don't stop thinking about, thinking stop about thinking tomorrow. About tomorrow. <laughs> wow, what a great episode! Um, have a good day. Click. Don't poop your pants.